All right, we'll start out the 4 o'clock hour here with the Stock Market Report, sponsored by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. Down day on Wall Street. Dow Jones down 207 points. That's a little over a half percent. S&P 500 down 46 points, a little over a percent. And the NASDAQ down 203 points, a little over 1.5%. We'll get them back tomorrow yes, sir. uh today is day three of our faux radio row or po radio row whatever you'd like to call it i'm actually watching i'm doing the show from home crowder's doing the show from arizona solana's in the studio he'll head over to uh miami date arena tonight for the heat game you'll be able to hear him here on preheat tonight 6 15 uh i'm watching super bowl live on nfl network I love Super Bowl Radio Row. I love the press conferences. I love all the guests meandering about, going from you know media outlet to media outlet. So you're gonna do it. Uh, I'm watching Tell Frank me. Clark uh, get interviewed right now at his media availability. Um, so you're gonna walk Radio Row tomorrow with the pivot. Yes, we're walking tomorrow. I believe um, it's nine to eleven thirty this or nine to eleven this time, which is eleven to one. Uh, y'all's time so yeah, yeah so i know i know we're going we're doing pat mcafee but i think we're doing some other ones as well it's uh it's a scene man and when the three of you are walking there there's no chance you're getting out of there at one o'clock you're gonna be grabbed by everybody and uh everything i got a slide hawk. i got it we got a 20 minute ride back here and i gotta be on by two i'm telling people i have a radio show i gotta go radio have show, we decided go. on this show by the way I mean, we're going to make prop bets. So tomorrow, Rob Pizzolo will join us. Friday, Lee Sterling will join us. I saw Lee Sterling at the UM Duke game on Monday night. Um, so we'll get some, you know, picks for props and all that stuff. Have we decided as a gambling consortium what we're betting on Sunday night just game-wise? Eagles e are minus one and a half. Eagles. You like the Eagles? Because I... Something in my head's telling me Kansas City that everyone I've spoken with talks Eagles, and and I'm I just it's kind of like Solana with uh, with Kansas City's like y'all are forgetting about Patrick Mahomes like and now he's had a couple more weeks to recover it was just a sprain I don't know man Kansas City getting points I don't know man what do you uh, what do you like Solana Yeah I told you guys going into that Bengals game don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. I don't care if he's injured. I don't care. They're at home. They're not going to lose two straight seasons at home in the AFC Championship game. It didn't make sense to me. And guess what? They won. And the same thing in the Super Bowl. The last time they were there, they lost to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Okay, you lost to Tom Brady. No big deal. They're back. They're going up against a quarterback who really came onto the scene this year. And I know Ross Tucker said, and everybody's saying, the Eagles have the best offensive line. They have the best defensive line. They have the yeah. best overall team. That's fine. They don't have Patrick Mahomes. I'm not betting it against them. But you to bring up Tampa that beat them, Tom Brady didn't beat them. The Tampa defense beat them. They couldn't do a day. They couldn't do anything in that game, Solana. The same outcome. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is going to outduel Patrick Mahomes. It's impossible. It's never going to happen for the history of their careers. The Eagles defense is not going to let Patrick Mahomes just Patrick Mahomes all damn day. But we all know the quarterback is the most important position, right? So now you get to the Super Bowl on Sunday. What's more likely to happen? Patrick Mahomes looks like Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts puts up a stinker? 
right? It's more like well, if, if it's, one it's of if, Hurts, obviously. If, right. If one yeah. of the two is going to happen now, that's not to say that they both can't have great games or that Patrick Mahomes couldn't have a bad game. Is he, you know, not a hundred percent? But man, I I'm having a tough time passing up on Patrick Mahomes getting points from like Solana said, a quarterback who just got on the scene. I mean, people people had talked about Jalen Hurts as is he the guy? Is he a bust? And this season, great season. There's no question you can't debate it. But man, he just got here. Patrick Mahomes is established. Andy Reid is established. Like, that's a damn good football team. I understand how good Philadelphia's defense is. Yes. That KC, that KC team, that KC offense is so good. And this is the thing, Hawk. The KC's defense is built to have leads, too. The Eagles are going to run at him. To your point about the quarterback, which on it's, it's double-sided, too. Patrick Mahomes has to throw the ball 40 times for them to win. He's going to have to throw it 40-plus times. You know that Jalen Hurts could go 11 for 13 and they could win the game. Bet bought what bought Bainwell and then Miles Sanders. Like it's a it's an easier pass for the Eagles to win because they can win in so many different ways. Patrick Mahomes has to go crazy. Patrick Mahomes has to get to 30 plus for them to win this game. And I just don't I don't see But him, that's not that absurd. And I, I know it's difficult against that defense. I got it. But it's not that absurd to say, you know, it's one thing when you go, oh, Skylar Thompson has to have a great game against Buffalo for the Dolphins to win. Like it's not that absurd to say Patrick Mahomes has to ball out. Okay, he's Patrick Mahomes. He should. Yeah. And we're, we're going to see what happens. Huh? We're but also, I do. But, but Crowder, we're also acting like if the Chiefs stumbled their way into the playoffs, like the Eagles have the better team, they're all around better, their defense has dominated. But, yes, that's true. The Chiefs were the number one seed in the AFC, which was the, the top heavy conference this year. They had a better record than Buffalo and a better record than anybody else they played in the AFC. Like, I, I get it. They're injured. They also had the best team in the other conference. I just don't understand why everybody's picking against Patrick Mahomes. I, I don't get it, man. Because it's like the, it's like picking boxing. This guy's a very good boxer. He's in the championship. The other guy is the champion. You know, like they're two. It's that's what happened. Even you know what LeBron MJ that argument. This argument. The Chiefs are a damn good team. This year, the Eagles are a little bit better team. That. But if you're getting a point and a half, that's kind of my point, is if this is a pretty evenly matched game, so if I'm going to get a point and a half and still have a really good team, I, 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 I'm I just telling you, my gut's telling me take Kansas City plus the points. That's what, on Wednesday here, that's what my gut's telling me. We're going to have to, I might, somebody else other than you have to pull me that way up well that's why we got to keep asking everybody yeah <laughs> somebody we'll just keep asking everyone oj mcduffie's gonna join okay, us tomorrow yeah. we'll have our professional gamblers like we'll we'll get some opinions because because we've who's been on this week og had eagles ronde had the eagles uh, Ravel last week had eagles had the eagles who else have we spoken with number oh last week at um we're talking about it with with Goldie and Plague and different people through the last two weeks, Hawk. I don't think we've gotten to Kansas City yet from a game. That's one of the reasons that I'm going, wait a second. Why is everyone in the cheese? And you know what? I feel that way about the over, too. That everybody's saying over, 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 over. I don't think this game's gonna. I you know I just don't think it's gonna be a scorathon. I do not believe that. So I'm on the same path 
with you are is picking the game as people are taking the over under. I think it's going to be under. All right, let's get uh, headlines here with Alejandro Solana, and then we'll uh, we'll talk some heat and NBA with Clay Ferrero from Local Ten. Here are your headlines for the four o'clock hour with Alejandro Solana. We're driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. We did have a what was that? A Shams bomb hawk. Yeah. Yeah. Figured I'd bring those. We back. got the sound. I mean, we paid for it. We might as well use it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so from Shamshrania, and I think Woj tweeted out something similar as well because I saw him tweet it. But uh, it looks like there could be on or there are ongoing discussions right now uh, between the Lakers, Jazz, and Timberwolves on a three-team deal that would send D'Angelo Russell to the Lakers. Russell Westbrook and draft compensation, such as a first-round pick to Utah, and Mike Conley Jr. to Minnesota. All right. I mean, Russell Westbrook, obviously, one of the big names at this trade deadline, where you're going, where is he going to end up? I think I read something yesterday that he had a little uh, something-something with Darvin Ham, right? Yeah. That uh, was at halftime. So, yeah, but he's been he's been unhappy the way that he's been used. Um but I would probably submit to you that the Lakers probably think that they've used him more than they've needed to uh, <laughs> just to keep him happy. So, yep. Did you see this yesterday? I, I just thought of, of you guys really quickly because Shams had tweeted, Portland's high-flying rookie, Shadon Sharp, has dropped out of the dunk contest because he wants to focus on the second half of the Blazers season. And I'm like, who the hell is that? And I follow the NBA. Like, who the hell is that? So – if Shadon Sharp or Shaden Sharp is dropping out of the dunk contest and that's new, like, who, who is that? Who's who's performing in the dunk contest this year? I've, I've said it for the last couple of seasons. They really need to do away with the dunk contest because I just don't know anybody that's participating and there's no creativity anymore. And I don't want to sound like old guy and I don't want to sound like the guy who just jumps on everything. You know, people go, oh, the NFL Pro Bowl, they should do away with it. The NFL makes like $30 million putting that thing on between all the advertising. Like, like they're not doing away with it. The ratings are fine. The ratings for the NFL Pro Bowl are higher than the NBA regular season games on that Sunday. People love the NFL. So I'm not just saying do away with it just because it's unwatchable the last couple of seasons. It's right. unwatchable. And if this Shams Sharanya is dropping out for this year, who does that leave us with? What's the guy's name? Shade on Sharp. Think. You know, that would be funny. Shams is about to shoot. That would be, that's that how you bring be, back the NBA. We just stumbled into it. NBA writers, NBA insiders, dunk contest. Lower the rims to eight feet. Shams, right. Woj, uh, Legler, because you can call them legs out there. Uh, it's just funny. Brian Windhorst, Tomahawks. The great uh, Tomahawk chop. I like it. Just fix the dunk contest. Holy bleep. Solana, I believe that most of those guys can't dunk on an eight-foot goal either. No, come on. Make it seven. I was Make it seven that. so that they can do something creative. I'm with it. Get get uh, Tom Habistro out there dunking. How, what do you, we might as well get a Mattel, a little Mattel hoop out there. With a, Have you with watched a, the dunk a, contest lately? Ball. Yes, it's still it's bad. Still, it's still grown men jumping real high. You know what? And change the three. It, keep the three-point contest, but add a half-court contest. Because there's plenty of players that can shoot from half-court. 
Those are always fun to watch. I can watch that for a few rounds. Trey court shots. Trey Young versus Steph going half court. That at would the, be cool as at hell. At the same time, shooting on opposite goals. Cool what? as hell. That's good. You know what? You just I think we just something. fixed All Star Saturday night. Yep. You Bingo. Know, but you said you said change. The NFL did the the flag this year instead of a real game. Yeah. They, it, don't get stuck in those old ways. If it if you get and I honestly I think team stuff is cool. If the NBA could implement some more like like you know like relay races or something where you'll see KD hand something to LeBron, LeBron hand something to Luca. I think fans would love that crap too. They kind of did that with the skills challenge. Like I think they made it more of a team event. And it, it was a little bit more entertaining, but it's not one of those things that you're dying to watch. People want to watch the dunk contest and the three-point contest, and the dunk contest has sucked, which is what it is. But it It's sh- just been bad, and it used to be my favorite thing every year. It was my favorite thing. Shams Had a danger to it. Shams, I'm telling you. Haberstro, John Hollinger. Put, them raz- all go at it. put razors on the rim so they'll cut their hands if they don't get up there high enough. Great idea. Moving on. Uh, the Heat play the Pacers tonight at 7.30 p.m. They uh, they did sign Jamare Bouye to a 10-day contract. Yes. No Kyle Lowry out uh, tonight. No Omer Yurtsevin. No Victor Oladipo. No Nikola Jovic. And no Duncan Robinson. They're all out. Heat are six-and-a-half-point favorites tonight. You can hear the game here on 560 QAM, and Solana will have preheat for you at 615 tonight. LeBron did break the record for all-time scoring leader in the NBA last night. Needed 36, finished with 38 points. He he nailed the, the game-winning or the record-breaking jumper in the third quarter. It was, it was pretty much over by halftime. You knew LeBron was going to get it. It was quite the uh, celebration for everyone in that building other than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Anthony Davis. <laughs> Anthony Davis was more upset than Kareem. He, he really was. He was, <laughs> he was. Yeah, he was not interested. I was taken back. I don't think we've talked about it yet. I was. I was taken back that they gave LeBron James in the middle of an NBA game a microphone Two minutes left in the third quarter. I did. I never saw that coming. They they knew that that was happening. Like everyone knew that there was going to be an in game break. I was watching it with my wife. My wife's like, "They're stopping the game." I'm like, "Oh, they're just getting started." Yeah. <laughs> you just watch. But to give the player the mic, I I if Adam Silver passed the torch, like I understood all that. When LeBron got his own mic, I I I that was the part that surprised. Everything else, I was cool with. Uh, Let me do a little uh, cat talk here real quick because we're going to do 15 minutes of heat with Clay Ferrero. Let's talk a little Panthers. You got anything for cat talk, Solana? Hockey fans, don't sit this one out. When it's game time, make Celsius a part of your play and get that energy up. Game day is fueled by Celsius Essential Energy Drinks, the official energy drink of the Florida Panthers. So the Panthers host the San Jose Sharks tomorrow at FLA Live Arena. Then they host the Avalanche Saturday. That's a 6 p.m. puck drop at FLA Live. Then the Panthers are going to hit the road for four in a row. They will not return to FLA Live Arena until President's Day, which is Monday, February 20th. And that game, by the way, is a 1 p.m. puck drop, a Monday afternoon hockey event. 
in Sunrise. So we'll be off that day. Uh, hockey fans, don't sit this one out when it's game time. Make Celsius a part of your play and get that energy up. Game day is fueled by Celsius Essential Energy Drinks, the official energy drink of the Florida Panthers. Anything else, Solana? Just your weather from the Demesman and Dover Law Firm. Call them, 866-954-MORE. Partly cloudy, around 80 degrees. Tonight, the lows will be in the 70s. That's your weather. All right, very good. Clay Ferrero from Local 10. We'll talk some NBA with him in the next segment. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Another one. Hawk. I met a guy recently who told me that he spends roughly $250,000 a month. I talked to another person recently who made $50 million at the age of 30. What do you do with that money? How do you spend it? How do you not spend it? What do you invest in? If you meet a rich person, these are questions everyone wants to know, but you're too embarrassed to ask. That's the whole premise of MoneyWise. We talk to real people who have made a significant amount of money, and we ask them all about their finances. My name's Sam Parr, and the podcast is called MoneyWise. That's one word, MoneyWise. You can find MoneyWise wherever you get your podcasts. And Crowder. Jack Daniels has always made whiskey, and if they have it their way, they always will. But there is one thing Jack cannot make more of moments those are on us to create and y'all know we only get one shot of this crazy ride of life so let's make sure we're making the most out of every single moment that we have so whether today's the day you try something that you've always wanted to do or you just want to sit back sip a glass of jack and watch a game with an old friend don't let a single moment go to waste make it count Jack Daniels, please drink responsibly. City whiskey for the talk about volume. Jack Daniels, Silver for Tennessee. Jack Daniels on them seven registered trademarks. Twenty twenty. Jack Daniels, all rights reserved. All right, it is time for fifteen minutes of heat, which is presented by Broward Health. Broward Health celebrating eighty-five years of service to our community. Then, now, forever, Broward Health. And on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline is Clay Ferrero, sports anchor and reporter for WPLG Local Ten here in Miami. Should we start with the easy one, Clay? Who's the GOAT, MJ or LeBron? Michael. Uh, wait, that's the easy one? <laughs> that's, that's the easy one. Um, you know, I, I've always been a big believer in, uh, you know, greatness being like how, what is your peak, um, and sustaining it for long enough to, like, put yourself in that category in the first place. And just when you talk about Michael and just being such an incredible winner and there just was, I don't think there's ever been anybody as, as heated a competitor as, as he was. Um, and, and the thing with LeBron, it's like, it's hard to have this conversation because you're, you're almost like looking for ways to poke holes in what LeBron has done in order to, to, to say that he's number two. But for me, it's just as simple as Michael being the, the top guy and, and as great as, as LeBron is um, and as great as the, 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 the record is that he, he you know, took over last night. I, I just, it's, it's hard for me unless he plays 10 more years and one wins uh, multiple more championships to uh, you know, say that Michael isn't, isn't at the top. And, Clay, last night, because I'm not even a big LeBron guy, but I, you're going to watch that when he breaks the record, which I believe never will be broken, you know, after LeBron retires in a couple years down the road. So those numbers are going to get higher, Clay. But what was more surprising? I was surprised that they let LeBron talk mid-game. Didn't we see Anthony Davis sitting down, not even showing his teammate any love? <laughs> like, what last, last night, what, what caught your eye is kind of peculiar. That was so odd. And the other odd thing is then today you get the report that that Russell Westbrook and Darvin Ham are like yelling at each other in the in the the locker room at halftime and uh, and now Russell's gonna be gone and so it's like all this stuff is coming and they lose it home to the Thunder. 
Like it's just it's so perfect for for what this this part of LeBron's career has become where you know he's he's still clearly one of the top three, four, five players in the NBA, which is incredible at this age. And yet that team is just such a disaster that even on a night that should have been like completely about LeBron and how great this moment was, it's also about Anthony Davis sitting down and Russell Westbrook yelling at the head coach. Like that's where we've gotten in in LeBron's career. So, uh, yeah, all of it was peculiar. All of it was was strange. Um, and yet, ultimately, I think all all we'll remember is that that LeBron is the number one scorer in the history of the game, and they lost the Thunder. LeBron's a cancer. He's just too talented to be called a cancer. <laughs> now it's either that or he's just you know. It was funny last night. I was reading his quote because they were basically in a roundabout way asking him the tough question, oh, excuse me, the easy question that Hawk asked me to ask him, you know, hey, uh, you know, if you were if you were a GM starting a team of, of all-time greats, and he said, well, if I were a GM, I would pick me. My first thought was, well, you're also the GM who wanted Russell Westbrook instead of all of those role players that helped you win a championship. So maybe, like, you're not as good of a GM as, as a player. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's tough because I think the thing with LeBron is – He's so great, and he knows how to make the players around him better. Um, and yet I think you can look back over time and say, maybe maybe the players that he kind of wanted to surround himself with weren't always the best options. And, um, you know, the you look back at that Lakers team that beat the Heat in the bubble, and, man, how much could this current Lakers team use guys like Alex Caruso and Contavious Caldwell-Pub? There are just so many guys from that run that w- would really fit what the Lakers need a lot more than Russell Westbrook does. Let's uh, let's talk heat here a little bit, Clay. Dwayne Dedman is gone. Um, what else can we expect? It's we're you know less than twenty four hours away from the trade deadline. What else? Uh, what else can happen here? Man, I hope I hope something. I hope a few things. Um, you know, it, it certainly seems like the the top priority is finding a way to get Kyle Lowry out of town. Uh, that's that's been kind of the read from the last week or so. You know, the thing with the Heat is. Nothing happens by accident when it comes to leaks and things like that. They're so buttoned up and stuff. So then when you have reporters coming out a couple of days ago and, you know, Dan Levitard said it um, and, and uh, Barry Jackson came out and said it just that, you know, that they've gone from not trading Kyle Lowry to now being open to the idea. And it all happened in it roughly the same time. It just, it feels like they're, they're preparing everybody for that possibility, if not likelihood um, you know, and, and obviously you look around and there are names that you hear and stuff like that. I, I just I think the one thing that Pat Riley is probably coming to the conclusion to that a lot of us have for a while now is this team is not winning a championship as constru- constructed. So standing Pat, so to speak, doesn't make sense because either either you need to go all in and find a way to get some players that supplement this current group and, and find a way to get good enough to make that run or you take a step back and, and, you know, reset in, in the summertime because uh, there are some glaring holes on this team. And, and I would hope that especially you know, at, the, at the power forward spot, they're able to, to make this group better and, and make a run here, but you can't be in the middle. Uh, that's, that's never where you want to be. I, I think they have to either find a way to improve this roster or maybe shed some salary and, and find a way to, to retool this summer and, and make a run at, at somebody who can make this team better. And Clay, and you're you're 100 correct, but we're just not used to Pat Riley and the Heat 
like taking that second option where you say, you know, we can't bring in a guy right now before, you know, what, four o'clock tomorrow, whatever it is, to help this team make a run. So now we're going to sit still. We're going to give Boye 10-day contracts, try to find some young guys to help out. And we all know as fans, this is not this is this isn't sustainable to be successful. Like, can we deal with that in Miami, knowing that we're going to be in the seventh, eighth seed and probably get knocked out early? It would be tough. And, and hey, this is this is the standard that Pat Riley himself set. I mean, it's hey, there's winning and there's misery. It, yeah, and you know that's that's a great thing. You want to be shooting for that, you know. And and so I don't. I think it would be difficult because I do think that there's been a lot of that talk amongst fans and and you're not going into every year saying, gee, I really hope we win a first round series. That's the great part of being a Heat fan is Pat Riley has kind of conditioned everybody and you can use the term spoiled. And yet I think you, I think it's better to be that way at times than it is to, to expect less. So yeah, that would be difficult. And by the way, Channing, I don't think that that would be the direction they would go. I think they're going to do everything they can between now and four o'clock tomorrow to to try to add, I just think it's tricky. The you know you go back a couple of years ago, the Duncan Robinson signing and and even the the Kyle Lowry signing. I think the feeling with both of those signings was all right. Even if these players aren't great or maybe are like not quite worth what we're giving them, that you know they're movable contracts. They're contracts that can match with a couple of other smaller ones, a, a, a star type contract. Problem is. Those guys have just, they've so far underperformed their deals that those contracts are now albatrosses and they're no longer viewed as like movable matching contracts. So it's just, I, I, like I said, I don't think they're going to try to take a step back. I think it's going to be difficult to try to take a massive step forward because like, what are you getting if you do end up moving Kyle Lowry's contract? What, what are you going to get in return that is anything other than a, you know, taking on somebody else's bad contract for yours. And, you know, that's, I think that's what we're going to have to, what everybody's going to kind of be watching between now and four o'clock tomorrow is can they pull a rabbit out of their hat? And, and Clay, the other avenue obviously is using their draft capital right now, three first round picks. One of them is the upcoming NBA draft. Can, can you see them using some of those picks? I, you saw it with Deadman, right? The only way to move them was to attach a second-round pick. Well, now they only have one, maybe two second-round picks left through 2029. Can you see the Heat before tomorrow at 3 p.m. using some of their draft capital to try to improve the roster? Because I still think they feel like they could be in the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. I'm not saying they are. I just feel like they... And they've been burned by this in the past, right, with Giannis Antetokounmpo a couple of years ago, and even this offseason, kind of waiting around to see what was going to happen with Brooklyn and Durant, and then they didn't end up improving their roster. Can you see them trying to move a Lowry with a first and, and hoping that could be enough to move that contract? Or do you think Miami at this point values their picks too much because of what's to come in the future in terms of free agency and disgruntled superstars? Well, it's a great question, and, and I think I, I would answer that by saying I think they'd have to look at the landscape this this off season. Kind of, you know, none of this stuff happens like all at once. I, I think you you kind of have whispers, you have stuff that's out there, and so you kind of get an idea of of who's going to potentially be available. You know, it feels like we've been talking about Bradley Beal for the last uh, twenty seven years, um, but you know, you saw his name mentioned again. I think by Ira Winderman that you know he'd be on the radar. This like so, you're always going to have that thing. I, I just feel like a first-round pick just to dump Kyle Lowry's contract 
and get nothing in return feels rough. I mean, that feels like, man, you went out and you signed a guy to a big contract and was supposed to be one of the missing pieces to getting you a check, and you can't even get rid of him unless you're giving away an asset. Like, that that would be difficult. You know, the flip side is, is the situation so untenable right now that you have no choice? And I, I don't know how bad it's gotten. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I think to your question about, like, would you use the assets to improve the roster, like, it would make more sense to try to use the assets to bring in somebody than it would just to dump a contract. I think that's kind of like where they would operate from. And uh, look, I don't know that it's going to be a Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal level player, because at this point, I don't know that three first round picks get you that player. I think we've gotten, gotten to the point where it's like, you're going to have to have more than that. Um, but you know, OG Ananobi, that's, that's the yeah, guy I've always, that, that's, that, 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 would, that's what I wanted yeah. to know. Clay, would you send two first round picks just to get to OG Ananobi? Would you send two yeah, first well, round picks well, for OG Ananobi? <laughs> that's what I want to know. And, and would that even yeah, make, would, would. would that make sense for Toronto? I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if they could get better offers elsewhere. That, it, well, and that's, you know, I, I, I think that's, that's what we would have to figure out. And the thing about Masai Ujiri, we know he, he doesn't give discounts. So, and he certainly doesn't give discounts to Miami. So, you know, they're going to hold out for whatever the best offer is that they can get. Um, I, I, it's too tough to know. And this feels like a trade deadline where, like, you're hearing a lot of people saying some variation of the same thing. We don't know what's really going on. It just seems like there's just a lot of stuff going back and forth. There's no, like, hey, this is definitely going to happen, which, you know, adds to the intrigue, but I think can also understandably add to the frustration of fans, which are like, hey, what's happening? Like, are we going one way or are we going the other? So um, it's interesting. I, I do think that if it were me and I could add that type of a player to upgrade this, I just think he'd be such a great fit and I, I'd be all in um, and just kind of figure out the future when you get there. Clay Ferrero is with us from Local 10. We saw the thing. You'd mentioned it earlier about maybe Russell Westbrook will be on the move with a three-team uh, trade. Let's say Russell Westbrook got bought out. Would you take him for the Heat on like yep. a minimum contract? Yes. Yes, without a doubt. And, and it's because I think a uh, big problem with this team right now is the depth. Um, you know, I don't know that I'm starting him at point guard. I think I'm looking and I'm saying, okay, can, can he bring that energy off the bench, the ball handling off the bench? I've said this before too. I mean, I I don't I I have a hard time at this point with with the way things are going. Seeing this team moving forward with Kyle Lowry as the starting point guard, I also don't think Russell Westbrook really fits in that role with with Jimmy and Bam. I do think you have other players that that could, whether it's Gabe Vincent or maybe you just go with Oladipo and say, hey, you know what? Uh, ball handling isn't going to be our our strongest point at that spot, but man, the defense is going to be ridiculous. So. I, yes, I would get him, not for a starting role, but I think that he could bring some energy off the bench in a team that, you know, when you're when you're looking at the weaknesses of this team right now, right at the top is shooting. Right after that is is having somebody big at the four spot. Caleb Martin's played well, but he's not in the role that he should be playing right now. So, like, those are your top issues, but right after that is depth. And, and do you have guys off the bench that can – provide that sort of energy. And, and I think Russ could for short spurts, uh, you know, in a heat uniform, I, but yeah, it, only in a buyout, I certainly wouldn't give up anything for him. You know, you have to wait for that, for that to happen. All right, Clay, is this, is this going to pick up or is this just going to be a down trade deadline? Cause it doesn't seem as exciting as years past. I don't know. And that's the crazy thing. There isn't like the one big star that you're looking at and saying, okay, that, 
because the Kevin Durant thing, it doesn't it doesn't feel like he's going to force his way out. Now maybe that's because things are happening silently and they're just well, trying the, the to. The Kyrie trade though over the weekend was the big one. Yeah, well, and I I think that's probably what it is. But I think I, I think the Channing's point. Channing's probably asking, you know, the the day leading up to it, like where we're just checking our phone nonstop and oh, you're seeing this name, you're seeing that name, and I, I the one thing that I do think is where Toronto is right now. They're in a weird spot where they're not playing well enough to justify keeping that group together, but they also have players who who appear to be really appealing to other teams. And that's like if Toronto Toronto could find a way to make three or four deals that would be huge, like league changing deals, depending on where the where the players end up. So uh, I, I I would lean towards saying I think it's going to be really active because I think. Masai Ujiri is going to look at this as an opportunity to build for the future. But again, you just don't know because there's just so much conflicting information out there. All right. One more before you leave here, Clay. Who do you like Sunday, Kansas City or Philadelphia? I like Philadelphia. Um, You know, I I think if Patrick Mahomes were healthy, it'd probably be more of a toss up. And I know I, you know, you hear always doing so much better. High ankle sprains are tough. I mean, it's just, you, you get out there and, you feel good. And look, he played really well on it last weekend, but man, that's, that's a tricky one. So, and I just think the talent level with Philly also, they haven't had the level of attrition where they've had guys, they've just steamrolled through teams the first two games in this playoffs tour. It's like their, their front is going to be healthy and like frothing at the mouth. And, and if Mahomes isn't as, as mobile as he normally is, it just seems like that's going to be something that, uh, you know, they're going to be able to tee off at some point in that game and, and get to Mahomes and maybe force a turnover or two. So I like Philly, uh, but, you know, I feel like every time you doubt a player like Patrick Mahomes, he finds a way to, to make you look silly. But uh, I'll still go with Philly at this point. How are you going to watch the game? Now, I think I'll be watching it in uh, in studio with uh, with the guys. I'm trying to think of, like, what type of food? What type of food should we get here? I, I think we got we got to go with the boneless wings because that's what everybody loves. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm trying to think of what else we need to have here. Uh, have you ever had a uh, Have you ever had a cheeseburger on two slices of lettuce instead of a bun? No. Who would do yeah. that? Crowder earlier on the show today. Oh, that is bun. It's really disappointing, isn't it? You. When you you know they always say, "Don't meet your heroes, Clay." <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Isn't that embarrassing? In this case, in this case uh, you know, I, in this case, I wouldn't want to meet my hero. M E A T. I wouldn't want to eat well with done. you either. So, I, hey, yeah, well like done. that. That was excellent. Clay, yeah. yeah. hey, we're healthy guys. Clay, don't let don't let Hawk, you know, mess up our relationship. We're healthier guys. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> eats a burger on two slices of lettuce, except it's kind of like you. Not. You had a you had a cheeseburger salad. Uh, Crowder, it was like you had a handheld oh. cheeseburger salad. Damn. You and you and Damn. you and Solana. <laughs> All right, that's just that's that's a cheeseburger that fell out of the bun when when they, yes. they were handing it to you. That's not exactly. like you don't actually do that on purpose. Clay Ferrero, local ten. Thank you for making time for us, Clay. We always enjoy it. All right, fellas, take care. There you go, Clay Ferrero. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. He's calm, collected has a will to win because his name, of course, is Wade Jones. Hawk and Crowder.
Hi, we're getting close to the 5 o'clock Funky Buddha happy hour, and then we'll talk some Super Bowl in the 5 o'clock hour. Keep an eye, obviously, on the NBA trade deadline info, and if anything else breaks about the possible Russell Westbrook deal, we will keep you updated on that. Crowder is in his uh, Airbnb in Arizona right now, ironing for a big Mm -hmm. event tonight. (laughs) Where are you headed tonight? It's the DraftKings party, and it suits Ooh. it suits and sneakers. So you wear a suit up top, but you got to have some fast sneakers on with your suit. I think it's a pretty cool concept. Did you get all the wrinkles out of your suit? We know you brought it in your carry-on. One thing, it, 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 is, it is an old McDonald's napkin right now, but I got my iron. I filled it up with water. I don't know Good why. You. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get after it here, man. I'm going to see what I can do. All right, send uh, then, send us some picks. I go yesterday and buy some shoes because I didn't even know. I knew I needed a suit because I need a suit actually for another thing we're doing. So I brought my suit just to have it. Then I found out about this party, so I had to go get some, you know, some cool sneakers like the kids like. I go get sneakers, bring them back to the house. Fred Taylor tells me those are lame. You shouldn't wear those. <laughs> now I have to go back to the store after we get off air mm. today. Well, you should show Fred my sneakers. Oh, <laughs> please send me a picture, and I'm going to tell him I'm thinking about getting these. Yeah, the Air George Hallis. Um, <laughs> all right, 5 o'clock Funky Buddha Happy Hour is coming up. We will have some fun, keep you updated. Dan Day will fill in for Solana in the final hour. Give us some headlines as Solana heads to Miami-Dade Arena, so do not go anywhere. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Only run and tell me summers that uh, Mr. Ahmed Fali is here to no, see Axel Fali. Axel. Ahmed, Ahwell, Axel. Fali is here to see her. Don't this cover this up. It's I'm like sorry. the breast of a dog to scrub for the customer. It's not sexy. It's animal. No, it's not sexy at all. Hawk and Crowder.